Hello, and welcome back to the Chatty Chick Podcast. Now, I feel like it's only right for me to give myself some snaps, some kudos starting out, because I said I was going to do this every Monday, and this is the second Monday that I have stuck to it. And listen, other people don't really give you kudos on things until you've done them for a long period of time, which doesn't really make sense to me, because once something is habitual, I feel like it's so easy to do. But trying to form a habit like it takes a lot of discipline and trying to incorporate this into my weeks has not been without its trials if you listened to last week you know i filmed the whole entire podcast episode and then i couldn't access the file i still don't know why i mean it's still just sitting there and i can't play it i can't edit it i can't anything i don't know what the fuck happened with that um and only the lord knows i mean i will never know and now this week i'm not gonna lie to you guys i am house sitting for my grandma me and amethyst have moved in for the week amethyst is my dog in case you didn't know and so i have about half of the stuff that i had the first time i filmed this podcast with me yeah that should be interesting we'll see how it goes and also i wasn't gonna say this but we're gonna be transparent i'm gonna be honest with you guys I have filmed this so many times. (laughs) This is not my first take. This is not my first take. And I think it's because um, we're getting real intimate today. And I don't fully know how I feel. So bear with me. And don't take me too seriously today. Because like I said, I'm kind of figuring this out with you guys on this episode. I don't fully understand how I feel yet. Um, So take all of this with a grain of salt. And also, also... (laughs) Also, also, I always say that and it doesn't make any sense. I really need to stop. But like when I'm adding something to something that I've already added, I'm just like, also, also, bitch, that's not English. But anyways, (laughs) I feel like it's a good time to also just give a disclaimer. Like I said, I am at my grandma's house and her neighbors have chickens. And let me tell you, they make the most absurd noises. I don't know what's going on over there. Um, I don't think they're killing them. They seem to just be frolicking the yard. If they are, that's none of my business, you know, um, But if it sounds like a four-year-old is screaming for its life in the background, I swear, no one, no children are here. They're all at school. Everything is fine. I don't know what's going on with these chickens. They make absurd noises, and I really just never knew that. I never knew that. We are filming outside again. I will probably always film these episodes outside. I just like being outside. It's my favorite place to be. So I'm sorry if the noises get on your nerves. This is probably not the podcast for you because I can't say I'll change. I can't say I'll change. I think this is one thing I'm going to stick to, okay, until I can't anymore, until I have too much equipment to come out here. But right now, it's just me, a headphone set, a microphone, and a phone. That's easy to transport, so catch me outside. Um, Anyways, though, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. I have really been wanting to have new friendships, and over the past few years, ever since that friend group that I briefly talked about last episode and talked about why I ultimately decided to block them. If you want to know more about it, watch the last episode. Watch, listen to the last episode. You cannot watch these episodes. Um, But I'm going to refer to this friend group as the J group. That's just what we're going to call them from now on, so it's not confusing. But after them, I really took some time to myself. And at first, I didn't feel any type of way about this because if I'm being honest, I've always had a lot of friends, right? And I attribute this to the fact that I have never really stuck to one friend group before. Um, I've been all over the place. Like in high school, I was all over the place. Um, fresh out of high school, I had so many different friend groups that I would hang out with. And because of this, I was never really like thinking about what I wanted out of a friends, if that makes sense. Like because I, after the J group, spent so much time alone, I feel like I've had a lot of time to think, like, what do I actually want to get out of a friendship? Like, what is actually going to fill me up in a friendship? And now, 
I feel like I'm definitely at a point where I am ready to put myself back out there. I am ready to cultivate new friendships and I'm wanting to cultivate new friendships. And it's teaching me a lot about myself, okay? For starters, I have a really hard time communicating how I'm feeling present tense. So I really don't mind talking about anything that's gone on in my past that I've already worked through. But something as simple as like, um, I'm trying to think of an example. Like, let's say my car breaks down and my car is totally fucked. My car's fucked. I'm, it's never going to work again. I have to get a new car. That is something that I don't feel comfortable telling my friends about until the new car is already here, right? So like in a week from now when I have a new car, I'll be like, oh yeah, by the way, my car shitted on me and now I have a new car. And this is not a very positive way to live your life, right? Because... When you communicate your needs with people, they can have the ability to put you in rooms that you would otherwise not be in. So using the car example, let's say I told all my friends, like, my car broke down and now I'm fucked. Like, I have to get a new car, right? Now, every time they see a used car, they'll be thinking of me. Or if they hear from a mutual friend of theirs that, like, or not a mutual, just a friend of theirs that this dealership is having a really good deal. Like, they can give you more opportunities. And the more people you tell about things that you're actively going through the more rooms that they're going to put you in right and I know this I know this so well and it is still so hard for me to do that and I'm realizing that like I really do have an intimacy issue even just with myself and this friend group made me realize this a lot too the J group because I really mourned the loss of this friendship for a long time that I had with all of them and I thought I was over it and then I realized that I didn't properly allow myself to mourn this friend group, right? Because I was trying to act like it didn't bother me as much as it did bother me. Like it, they left a very deep scar on my heart and I was trying to act like, no, it's no big deal. Like we just weaned out and it's fine. And that's not how I felt at all. I felt very betrayed. Um, I felt like I really opened up to these people about my abandonment issues and then they literally just abandoned me. Um, and these are people that in my mind, I thought was, I thought they were always going to be there, right? Like I thought these were going to be my friends for the rest of my life. Like I was going to meet their future spouses. Our kids were going to hang out together one day. Like I never imagined a future where they weren't involved in my life. And so it was a very hard adjustment to not have them in my life. That was not an easy thing. I tried to play it off as if I didn't care and it was easy. It wasn't. I felt extremely hurt and extremely abandoned by them. And it's really made me reevaluate how I feel about friendships in general now and what I actually want out of friendships, right? And like I said, I have a really hard time communicating how I feel. And with these friends, I feel like I did that to the best of my ability. I apologized when I was wrong. I tried really hard to have open communication with them. And I feel like that wasn't appreciated at all. And it made me feel really shitty because I felt like I did such a good job being an adult in these friendships, right? Like there wasn't any petty drama. There wasn't anything that was being left unsaid on my end. I was always trying to have open communication with them and work through things if anything were to happen, right? And I never felt like that was returned to me. And it almost, they almost made me feel like I was too much, right? And not even just in the communication sense, but in everything. Because 
I would go above and beyond for their birthdays and like anytime I got a gift for them I'd try really hard and anytime they needed me or needed anything for me I would drop everything I was doing to go help them and I never got that same energy in return and anytime I tried to communicate that with them they would just kind of play it off as like oh that's just how I am I'm just never gonna do that for you like that's just how I am and I'll never forget the first summer I started hanging out with them um, we literally did so much that summer, went to so many concerts, like had so much fun, right? And they would post pictures with the rest of the, their friends, but not with me, right? <laughs> so that's sketchy. And keep in mind, I was like the only girl in this friend group, right? It was, it was a bunch of men that I was friends with. And so it kind of had me feeling almost like they viewed me as a side piece and not as their equal. And this is a very triggering thing for me because I grew up closest in age to my brother and I grew up in a cul-de-sac full of boys. So I've always had a lot of male friends and I feel like in the back of my mind, I've always thought I had to come across a certain way with men for them to take me seriously. Like I felt like men would never just take me as a person seriously and they really affirmed this for me because they did not i never felt like they took me seriously i never felt like they saw me as their equal like they always kind of treated me in my mind from my perspective whether it was intentional or not like a little bit of a side piece and that was very triggering for me because i never wanted men to see me that way and I feel like this is something I really struggled with because one, I obviously, well, not obviously, but I grew up overweight and I also grew up always trying to be friends with the boys. So I've really suppressed my feminine energy for a long time in my life. I never allowed myself to exist in my feminine energy. And you can even see this in my first few romantic relationships. I mean, all the romantic relationships I've had. Um, I've done everything. I've been the breadwinner. I made the most money. I've been the one that drives everywhere. My last ex-boyfriend, I literally paid for his phone and paid his phone bill. Like I bought his phone because he didn't have one and paid his phone bill. That's absolutely absurd. Like girl, you're doing too much. Um, but I think it comes from a place of always feeling like I have to exist in my masculine energy. And I'm going to give my props to a friend that I have, Zion. Me and Zion have been friends for five years and he really pushed me out of my masculine energy and he was a nice wake-up call for me because like I said, I've always had a lot of male friends, but Zion is the first male friend I had that could be my friend and still treat me like a lady. He always made sure, and I don't know why I'm saying it like past tense, we are still presently friends. He always makes sure that I'm taken care of. When I come to his house, the first thing he does is like get me a chair and like go get me a drink and like things that I'm very much not used to dealing with, with the men that I've been friends with in the past. And so he healed this part of me that was like hyper-masculine. I'm not even going to lie. I'm going to give the props to Zion. Um, he really made me also realize that there's no reason I can't be friends with men and then still respect me as a woman, as a woman, as a woman, and allow me to exist in my feminine energy, right? He really healed this part of me. And we became friends like right at the tail end of the J group. Um, so he was around for a little bit of it, but I really feel like there's no accidents in the universe, obviously. I definitely believe that, but the timing of Zion was impeccable because I had just gone through like 
a feeling almost like a side piece, like I said, and just having to be in my hyper-masculine all the time. And it was even, I'm not even fully attributing this to the J group because I grew up feeling this way, right? Like growing up overweight, you always think that men don't look at you as like a sexual being or like a feminine presence, right? Like I never thought men were going to help me. I never thought a man would go get a drink for me or like help me with anything, right? Which it was wrong. Obviously, I learned that in high school. Um, but I still kind of existed in that energy, even though I knew that. And I think that's why I've had so many relationships where I have existed in that energy, friendships and romantic relationships, where I'm just always the masculine energy. And it has deeply affected me because I am realizing now as I'm trying to cultivate new friendships that I have a really hard time again like I said just saying when something's like going wrong present tense but also asking for help I can't do that (laughs) I can't do that like before if I was at somebody's house and I was like so thirsty or so hungry or whatever I would never say that (laughs) I would never ever ever say that no i am not going to be an inconvenience today honey absolutely not no there's no way when you're the fat ugly friend you can't do that right and that's just like not really giving myself the credit i deserve because if i'm being honest i've never really thought i was ugly like i've always really loved my soul and i've always thought that i was pretty like i never looked at myself and was like i mean that's not true I I went through a phase where I really thought I was ugly. There was a phase where I covered all my mirrors in middle school and, like, really hated myself. But um, after I was sexually assaulted in eighth grade, I really switched my perspective around and did a lot of, like, inner work and inner healing on my own. And if I'm being honest, it just made me realize, like, I've never been ugly. Like, everything about me is beautiful. I have a beautiful soul. I am beautiful as a person. Like, my looks are amazing. I don't think that I look ugly and I never really have if I'm being honest I just always assumed that nobody else saw that in me so there must be something wrong right like nobody else sees me as this person so clearly I'm not this person you know but I don't think that's even a fair thing to say because I never allowed anyone to treat me like that and because I was existing in that energy of like no one will see me this way. That's exactly what I was attracting, right? The J group is a great example of that. Like I was attracting people who would keep me in this energy. Um, And yeah, I don't know where the fuck Zion came from, but he did pop in there and was like, nah. And Zion, I think he has a sister and grew up with just a mother. And so you can tell he has a lot of respect for women and it's felt, it's felt. I feel that in our friendship and I'm very grateful for that. But I still do struggle with this and as I'm trying to cultivate new friendships I'm realizing that it's really hard to feel close to somebody if you don't even feel close to yourself right like if where I'm at in my head like what I'm allowing myself to feel in my mind isn't even fully how I actually feel in my heart then like how can I expect other people to understand and love me and A lot of my friends, I would say, describe me as hyper-independent and an enigma, for sure. The amount of times I've made friends that have called me an enigma and said that they just don't understand me and they don't understand what I do all day and they don't know how I'm feeling ever, like, I can't really put that on my friends because I don't even, like I said, allow myself to feel exactly how I'm actually feeling. I kind of suppress that in my mind and try to act like things aren't as bad as they actually are. Um... And I think that comes from like 
living in my masculine energy and just never feeling like I could ask for help. And it's more than just everything that I've said too, like my relationship with my parents. I was always very emotional and I felt things very deeply, but I had very nonchalant, like hands-off parents. Like we don't really, I don't really hug my parents. They don't tell me that they love me. I don't think they've ever told me that they were proud of me. Nothing like that. And that's just who they are. That's how they were raised. And that's just the kind of people that they are. And I don't hold it against them. I'm not like angry at them for it. But it made me realize that like from a very early age, just growing up in that cul-de-sac full of boys, growing up closer to my brother, growing up with parents who were like that, I have always existed in my masculine energy. And it is deeply affecting me now as an adult. And trying to form new friendships I'm realizing this because I look at things from a very pessimistic point of view right like sometimes I'm very optimistic but I would say most of the time when it's something that I really care about I'm very pessimistic so with friendships I automatically just assume that people aren't going to really care about me and sure it might have something to do with my past but also I think a lot of it just has to do with me existing in that masculine energy right like I don't allow anyone to be there for me and I never have so if I'm looking at my like track record when I make new friends it's not going to be any different right if I were comparing it to the past like I've never been able to successfully do this before so what would change about that now you know what I'm saying and I feel like it's really unfair to start these new friendships and bring in all of these old wounds like it's not fair and it's not okay and Something that's really um, changed my mind around because, as I briefly said earlier, I've been feeling very lonely lately and trying really hard to cultivate new friendships. And strangers have really helped me with this lonely feeling. And I feel like this is really important because if you're in a place right now where you feel like you don't have a single person to rely on, you don't have a single friend no one you can pick up the phone and call I really encourage you to leave your house and just go do something because there are strangers everywhere that want to give you love and give you nurturing energy right and I'll give you an example recently I was on a work trip and we went on a cruise to the Bahamas and I have PMDD and it was really bad on this cruise and I was with people that I didn't I mean Not that I ever really feel comfortable telling people how I'm feeling, but I didn't really want to put it on them and tell them like, hey, I'm really going through it mentally and like I need to go do something because we weren't really doing much on this cruise. Um, So there was one night in particular, I was really, really down and I get really suicidal the day before my period. And this was the day before my period. I just didn't realize it because I also have PCOS. So my period's never the same time I never really know when my period's about to start I just get really suicidal and then my period starts and I'm like thank god I'm not actually crazy and (laughs) that was just my PMDD talking but I was really spiraling in the room and I decided I'm gonna go outside get some fresh air because if you've ever been on a cruise you know unless you pay extra to have like a balcony or a window it's literally like a prison cell (laughs) it's like you're in isolation by yourself um there's no windows no nothing and I was like I'm one of those people I'm very affected by sunlight like I need sunlight my blinds and my windows are open constantly 25 8 at home like I need sunlight I am a complicated houseplant through and through like I need some sun so even though it was nighttime I was like you just need to go get some fresh air just go sit outside by yourself so I did and this guy ended up coming up to me and he said hey um I just didn't want to scare you because I had my back towards 
turned towards him, so I didn't see him come out, and we were the only two people out there. So he introduced himself to me, and then he was like, I came out here to smoke, but I won't if that bothers you. And I was like, no, it's fine. And then he started a conversation with me, and I knew it was going to be a good conversation because he started it with, I don't know why I'm telling you this. Strangers come up and trauma dump on me all the time, and that is always how it starts. I don't know why I feel so inclined to tell you this, but I love it. I love it. I don't like small talk. Don't small talk me. I want to know your deepest, darkest secrets and why you can't trust people like that. Get into the nitty gritty. That's what I want to know about. And so that's exactly what Antoine did. He just started telling me like he had been in jail for 20 years and he was so excited to be going to the Bahamas. And he was like, I just feel so grateful to be here. And he was telling me that he was on this trip with his wife and another couple and that the other couple was being like so negative about everything. And he was like, I just don't understand how people can think from that point of view like I just feel so lucky to be here and to be going to the Bahamas and like anything could go wrong and I'm just going to make the best out of it and I ended up talking to him for like an hour and it was really really good and it completely changed the trajectory of this trip for me right because before I was in like a really bad headspace and I was not doing okay mentally and I was just kind of like stuck in my room most of the time like not doing anything and after that I was like you know what I'm going to have a good time on this trip. Even if I don't have the best time of my life, I'm not going to sit in this room and mope and just be like balls deep in my depression. We're not doing that. And so every single day after I talked to him, I would get up and I would go eat by myself and I would go outside by myself and I would just make sure that I was getting sunlight and going out and also just going and looking at the ocean. Like not many people get to be in the middle of the ocean with no land surrounding them. Like that's a surreal experience that I just was not appreciating as much as I should have been. And that conversation is what did it for me and like totally changed the trajectory of that trip. Like I said, like I don't even know what the rest of that trip would have been like if I had not met Antoine. So shout out to him, very thankful for him. And he was just a complete stranger. And another great example of this happened to me last week. Um, one of the things my medium told me to do was to go to Starbucks more. I know that sounds crazy, but she was telling me, you know, you haven't been letting, you like this drink from Starbucks and you haven't been letting yourself get it, which was true. I hadn't gone in months. Um, and she, this whole session was telling me I needed to take better self, like care of myself and that I needed to improve my self care. And she was like, if you really want a drink, it's not going to harm you to go get a drink every so often. Like just go get your favorite drink. And so I woke up one day um this past week and I was having very bad anxiety like intense anxiety I feel like sometimes I get panic attacks very random but sometimes I wake up and my stomach's in my throat and I know I'm like I'm gonna have a panic attack today for sure that's how I was feeling the day did not start well and so I went to Starbucks and as soon as I walked in the barista behind the counter was like oh my gosh hi how are you I've missed you so much and was like talking to me and she's a barista I used to talk to all the time whenever I was going there frequently and she lit up when I walked in there and it reminded me that it's not even necessarily always about the drink although I do drink matcha and like I said I haven't gone to Starbucks in months and months so I have been trying to make matcha at home that is so hard we don't talk about that enough. It is really hard to make a good matcha tea at home. I've tried so many different matchas, so many different ways, and it is just not as good as it is at Starbucks. I don't know why that is. And I feel the opposite about coffee. Sometimes when I make coffee at home, I like it way more than I would going out and getting it. Like I'm very particular about my drinks. Um, so most of the time I like them better if I make them, but matcha, I just can't get it down. I don't know why I can't get it down. I've tried so many different matchas so many different ways of making it and I'm still not like in love with the matcha I make at home um 
And in case you're curious, I get a venti iced matcha latte with almond milk and peppermint syrup. Key thing here is the peppermint syrup. I mean, I've never tried it with any other milk, but I'm sure it's not that much different. Um, that was a game changer for me. The first time I tried matcha, I absolutely hated it. And then I started getting it with peppermint syrup. That shit is bussin'. It is so fucking good. I don't know why. It tastes like hydrating almost. I don't actually know if it really is, but it's like I crave it sometimes. Like my body physically craves it. It's just such a hydrating taste to it. I don't know. If you've never tried it, you definitely should because it's really good. Um, and even if you don't like matcha, because again, I did not like matcha until I started drinking it with peppermint. And then I was like, oh, this shit is amazing. I was really missing out. But anyways, <laughs> that's not the point. The point of the story is I was having a terrible day this day and having really bad anxiety and her just being excited to see me and like us having a short little conversation really changed my day around. And I think we underestimate how important strangers are in life because anyone you have any kind of relationship with, whether it's platonic or not, you have expectations for. And this is a big debate right now that I totally, I feel like most people are like, your friends should not be complicated. They sh you shouldn't have any expectations or any like set things that your friends should have to do for you. Like I see people talking about this all the time and I could not disagree more. And if you're one of those people that have this mindset, let me just put this in perspective for you. Maybe this will change your mind. If not, whatever. I tried. Um, if something really good happens to you or you get a promotion, you expect your friends to be excited for you. Do you not? Yeah, you do. You definitely do. If you're going through something heartbreaking, like if your dad dies, you expect your friends to feel sorry for you and step it up and check in on you and do stuff for you. Do you not? Yes, you fucking do. And if you don't, you're crazy and you don't know what friendship is. I just, I totally disagree with that whole debate. I think that anyone you have any type of relationship with, you have expectations for. But the thing about strangers and why I think it hits so different when you have a good outing and a good talk with a stranger um, it's because you don't have expectations for them. You really don't. You have no expectation. When you are at a grocery store walking past people, you don't expect them to say hi to you or do anything nice for you or go out of their way for you in any way. So when they do, it means so much. It means so much and it can really change your day around. So if you're somebody who doesn't feel supported and you don't feel like anyone has your back right now, I really encourage you to go outside and go do something and talk to somebody you don't even have to wait for them to talk to you and i'll give you um some tips some advice by another story so recently i was at home depot and i am a plant lady okay i know my way around home depot and lowe's and all the middle-aged men's stores like i am in, in there i'm there all the time i'm obsessed with plants and because i'm obsessed with plants i know a lot about them and i can give people advice about them i'm not an expert but i know something i know a few things right and there was this guy asking one of the employees like I'm not really good with plants but I want to get into them like what plant should I start with and the employee was like I don't really know man I just work here and so I overheard this and I was like well the plant you're holding is a really good beginner plant because he had a snake plant in his hands and snake plants are really good if you're not if you don't have a green thumb yet and you don't really know what you're doing and I ended up just striking up a conversation with him and talking to him for like 20 minutes and even that like just really filled me up and made me feel really good so if you're somebody who has social anxiety or you struggle talking to people, I really encourage you to put yourself in a setting where you know it'll be easier for you, right? So think about something you're passionate. If it's video games, go to a fucking GameStop. Like, whatever it may be, put yourself in a situation where you know you're going to find like-minded people and it will be an easy conversation. Even if you have social anxiety and no conversation's easy, it'll be easier than 
if you were just randomly trying to start a conversation with somebody that you don't know anything about, right? Like, if you love video games and you're in a GameStop, obviously the people around you know something about video games, right? Like, there's something there that you can talk about. Um, but yeah, I really encourage you to do that because strangers can really just change your day around. They really can. They're so important. They're underrated. We don't talk about it enough. And all of these things happening to me also made me realize how ungrateful I am for the people that I do have in my life, right? Because I've been searching so hard for new friendships and cultivating new relationships that I really didn't give my props to the people that I do have because I have three friends in particular that comes to mind um, that I've had for a long time that I know I can count on, right? Because I have been in positions before where like, I really felt like I had no one to call on, no one that cared about me, nobody I could reach out to. I've been there. I've been there. Um, and so it made me feel bad almost that I haven't been more grateful for the friends that I do currently have because the three that come to mind are Jordan, Zion, and Allie, right? Jordan and Allie live in a different state. So I obviously, I can't just go hang out with them all the time and I don't see them very often. And Zion just started a new business. So he's very busy, understandably so. These are things you have to take into consideration when you're having adult friendships because you have adult responsibilities and a lot of shit going on that you just have to work through. But these are people that I know I can always reach out to and they will always care about what I have to say, right? And that is so amazing and so special and I feel like such a jackass for not even taking that into consideration all of this time that I've been feeling lonely because just because people are busy doesn't mean that they don't care about me. And also, this goes back to what I was kind of saying earlier, just because I choose not to tell people what I'm going through or what I'm struggling with doesn't mean that there aren't people who care. Did I say that right? There aren't people who care? Yeah. It doesn't mean that there aren't people who care. Like, and all of these friends I've had for a really long time. So Jordan I've been friends with for over a decade. Ali I've been friends with for like seven years now. And me and Zion I've been friends for like five years. So it's not like I'm concerned that these people are going to leave my life. Like especially like, I mean, especially all of them. Like I've been friends with all of them for years. Um, so I don't know why it's so hard for me to be open and honest and vulnerable with them, right? Because that's the thing, if you feel lonely, communicate your needs bitch <laughs> talk to people tell people you need more help or you need more assistance like why don't you just fucking do that and I've come to that realization lately that like I need to work harder at the friendships that I already have and be grateful for them while I'm trying to cultivate new friendships I can also step it up in the friendships that I already have like I can also put more time and energy and effort into the people that already love me and that I already love and they deserve that they deserve that they deserve to get to know things about me that like I for some reason feel the need to keep from people like they deserve to know all of these things right so why not give it to them and that's kind of where my head's been at lately the strangers really like changed my perspective and put me they took me out of my like lack mentality I would say and then I started to take like a good look at my friendships and had that realization like you have all of these amazing friends who you don't appreciate enough and why is that <laughs> like do better appreciate them more and yeah I don't know why I haven't been and these are people that try really hard to understand me like for example Jordan I briefly mentioned something about money 
just like something very casual. I know I didn't go into depth about it because do I ever? Absolutely the fuck not. This was a couple years ago when she was um, still living in the same state as me. And they just put money in my purse one day when we were hanging out. They just slipped me some money. And it was such a sweet gesture because it was something like you had to be really paying attention to what the fuck I was saying to realize what I like was implying, you know, but they always do, but they always do. And yeah, she just put some money in my purse and it was a very, very nice thing. And I just remember thinking like, wow, they really pay attention to me. They really pay attention to me, um, which I really just appreciated. I don't know if they even remember this and <laughs> it will be interesting to hear if they do, but I'll never forget that because it was like, I barely mentioned this and you were really paying attention to me. I felt very seen in that moment, which I don't often feel in any relationships I have. I don't feel very seen, but I did then. I did then. And Allie, I'm just going to give all of them kudos now because why not? They deserve it. The first time I ever met Allie, we met through mutual friends. She didn't even ever live in the same state as me ever, but she was here visiting we had met and gotten dinner once and the next day I was going to a party and none of our friends could come but I knew that Allie was just like at one of our mutual friends house doing nothing so I was like do you want to come to this party with me second time we've ever hung out and there was this guy that I was kind of talking to he was obliterated completely drunk by the time I got to this party and upstairs like on a bed by himself and he was like yelling downstairs when he heard that I got there, like trying to get me to come upstairs. And I went upstairs for like five seconds and I realized he was super shit faced. And I was like, yeah, I don't want any parts of this. So I went back downstairs where the rest of the party was going on and was hanging out with everybody. And one of his friends came up to me and was like, I need a fake name for him. We're going to call him Morris. They were like, Morris really wants you. Like he's yelling for you upstairs. You're just ignoring him. It was like trying to make me feel bad. And I was like, he's drunk and I'm here to have a good time. Like I just got here. I'm not going to go upstairs. If he wants to see me so bad, he can come down here. And he was like, you're being so mean. Like he's super drunk. He needs someone to take care of him. Like he wants you to go upstairs with him, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not going upstairs with him. This man ends up grabbing me by my wrist and like pulling me up out of my chair to try to get me to go upstairs and see this Morris guy. And I was in a room, keep in mind, full of people that I had grown up with. I've lived in the same town my whole life. So I was surrounded by people who have known me since I was a child. None of them said shit except for Allie. As soon as this man snatched me up out of my seat, Allie was like, um, absolutely not. She's told you like five times she doesn't want to go upstairs with him. So she's not going upstairs with him. And like stepped in the middle of us. And I will, I'll never forget that moment because that's when I knew I was like, this bitch is going to be my friend for a long time. And she was, I was literally just in her wedding a couple months ago as her bridesmaid. Um, we're that friend that like, I see this on TikTok a lot right now. The whole friend group fell apart, but we're still friends. That's me and Allie. That is me and Allie through and through. It's actually kind of me and Zion too. Um, but yeah, that was the moment where I knew I was like, this bitch is always going to be in my life. And what a bold thing to do, honestly, because you're with a bunch of people you don't know and you're kind of causing like conflict you know by saying something but she did not give a fuck she was not about to let this man drag me upstairs when she had just heard me say like eight million times i didn't want to and i will always love her for that and she's amazing we're obsessed with her but that's what i'm saying like i have amazing friends and i've already boosted zion's ego enough this episode so <laughs> we're not gonna do it more but zion's an amazing friend you know what i will i'll give him one more thing um i'm a neat freak virgo and i'll never forget one time 
I had, again, it was like I had just briefly mentioned that I wasn't doing that great, um, just casually, not in a way that anyone would really know I wasn't doing well. And he was like, okay, well, I'm right by your house. Like, I'm just going to stop by. He came over and my room was a little bit messy. And he was like, oh, you're really not doing well. And he started walking around my room and like picking up stuff from my room because he knows, he knows if my room is dirty, I'm unwell. Most of the time my room is completely spotless. And so that was just a really nice gesture too, because I'm not, I'm really not used to like the acts of service love language, like in almost all of my friendships, obviously not the three I just mentioned. I never really get that. And so I just remember this was in the very beginning of Zion and I's friendship and he was literally just like cleaning my room for me, like trying to help me pick up because he knew that would make me feel better. And it did. And it fucking did. And just the fact that he even knew that about me, like I don't give people that much. So it's like you're paying attention if you know that about me. Right. So those are moments with all of them where they did make me feel very seen. And I'm very grateful for them. And I'm almost kind of mad at myself that I've allowed myself to feel lonely when I do have these amazing friends, because like I said, I have been at places in my life where I've had nobody, nobody, and I don't, like, it's, it's not like that anymore, I do have people, I could call either one, like, any of them right now, and say, I really need to talk to you, and I know that if they could answer, they would, 100%, and they would be down to talk to me, and they would want to listen to what I have going on, so I'm really trying to be more grateful for the friends that I have, and be more open and vulnerable with them, because as I'm trying to cultivate all of these new friendships, I've been really asking myself, like, do I want to bring this baggage? You know, because the J group really put me in a place where I feel like I questioned myself a lot more because um, they always made me feel like I was too much. And they always made me feel like the things I was asking of them were way too much. And deep down in my heart of hearts, I know that like, if someone thinks you're too much or too little or whatever, you're just looking in the wrong place. Like they're just not your people. I know that. Like realistically, I know that. But I'd be lying if I said it doesn't affect me still to this day because it does. I find myself wanting to do things for people and wanting to like be there for people in like very extravagant ways and wondering like, is this too much? Are they going to think this is too much? And I know, again, I know I shouldn't think like that because if the roles were reversed, I would want that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would want that in return. I would want someone to love me so much that they wanted to do these things for me. And I should not let these boys change my mind and make me feel like I'm doing too much when, like, really I'm just being myself. I know that. I know that. But, again, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't questioning myself as I'm navigating friendships now and like wondering is this too much am I coming on too strong am I doing too much for these people right away I don't know and I hate that I hate that because again like I said the right people won't feel that way but the only way I'll know for sure if it's the right people or not is if I just do it you know what I'm saying and like figure it out along the way but I'm finding I'm a lot more resistant to that because I'm just scarred again I have a scar on my heart from these guys I really do like they fucked up my view of friendship a little bit and I feel bad saying that because it's not entirely their fault you know what I'm saying like I'm not trying to give them all of the blame because at the end of the day I'm grown and I let them and I let them and I realize that and I don't again I don't hate them when I think about them I wish them well and I hope that they're doing well it's not like I have any like bad feelings towards them 
it's just like that situation got so messy and it did hurt me and that's my problem is I tried so long to act like it didn't and it really pushed me back in my healing journey so I feel like I need to be open and honest and say like yes it did hurt me but I do feel a little bit like mm. I don't really want to say that because you know like if they're listening or whatever like I just wouldn't want them to think that I hate them or like I wouldn't want anyone if they figured out who it was to think that I hate these men because I don't I really don't um yeah I just think things got complicated and things got weird and I'm sure that I hurt them too like I'm sure that there's things that I did no one's ever perfect you know what I'm saying but I just can't keep acting like it didn't hurt me and it didn't bother me because it did honey <laughs> it sure fucking did Let's shift the energy a little bit and talk about romantic relationships. This is definitely a harder one for me to talk about. Um, I would say that I'm very independent and I definitely don't wish for a romantic relationship. Like my love life is fucking dead and that is not by accident. It's very intentional. I could have a love life if I wanted to. I just actively choose not to. And there was definitely a point in my life, like in middle school and elementary school, where I really wished for a boyfriend. Like I remember that I used to I really wanted a boyfriend right now as an adult I don't feel like that and listen this is not to say I'm so much better than you guys I don't even care for love because I don't actually think that's true like it's definitely true that I don't care for love but I don't think I'm better than you guys I actually think there might be something wrong with me like maybe I'm just more dramatized than most people and that is why I do not care for love um there's just something about romantic relationships that feel way too intimate to me. Way too intimate. Like, I cannot go there with people. And also, I'm like, are we going to talk about sex? Let's go ahead. Let's just talk about sex. I have been celibate for years. For years. So, I don't really like hooking up with people. I'm just going to be honest. I don't know why. I actually, I think it really is just the intimacy thing. I think it really is the intimacy thing. Because... I do not like opening myself up to people. As we've discussed, I can't even tell somebody if my car breaks down. Like, you think I want to have, like, an intimate moment? And this is the thing. It's not even anything to do with being naked because, again, I am very healed in the appearance aspect of life, right? Like, I think I'm hot. And I think I'm hot naked. Like, it's not that at all for me. It's the act of, like, presently, like, being present and vulnerable with somebody. Because sex is a very vulnerable act. And you are literally physically doing it in present time that present tense vulnerability is just i don't know why i can't handle it i can't handle it in friendships i can't handle it in fucking anything i can't handle it i can't handle it and i would say that i'm a very sexual person i have been sexually assaulted more than once um but even then like once i get in a relationship with somebody i'm not the kind of person that's going to go like a couple days without having sex like i'm that's not I have a high sex drive and I think if you asked any of my ex-boyfriends they would tell you I have a high sex drive. One of my boyfriends literally said that mine was higher than his, okay, um, to me. So I know I have a high sex drive and so I don't think that being assaulted has like really affected me sexually, maybe. Mm, now I'm like questioning everything, I'm like has it bitch? Because that's like a very valid thing to um, affect you, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I really think that it's, I think that it's more so just the being present with somebody and doing something very intimate. It feels, I feel too seen. I feel too seen. It makes me um, uncomfortable. And you know what? I think being assaulted has affected me in the sense that afterwards, 
when I'm hooking up with somebody specifically, I always feel like I was just used. Even if I had a good time and like enjoyed myself, I feel like it was very transactional and I feel very used. So maybe that has, maybe I'm having this epiphany that that has affected me more than I let on. Um, I definitely always feel used by men and I think that's why I do not hook up with men. But I would say, sorry, my dog's shaking it out. I know that was loud. Um, I would say that in relationships, I feel the same way. Like, I think I get a little bit closed off. I'm having an epiphany right now, y'all. This is not something I realized before I sat down to film this. I do think I get really closed off with even, like, boyfriends and, like, people that I've dated after we have sex because it just feels too present tense intimate for me. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. Like, why can't I just share an intimate moment with somebody? I don't know. I love when people trauma dump on me and like give me intimate pieces of themselves but giving it back absolutely not Mm -mm, no no it's an over me i'm not doing that you cannot force me i will not (laughs) wow i'm I'm literally having an epiphany right now i didn't realize that but i've always had very dominant partners and i think that that's the thing that gets me through it as well i don't have to do a lot of thinking like when you're being the sub in the situation you don't have to do a lot of thinking but even then i don't think that's necessarily healthy for me because i'm a very dominant person like again i've lived in my hyper masculine energy a majority of my life so i would say that i'm a very very dominant person and don't get me wrong i like being submissive because of that it feels very like it gives me that cute dainty feminine energy feeling but i do wonder am i missing something in my sex life because i'm not allowing myself to exist in my dominant energy as well like that's the thing i'm not trying i'm not trying to like totally write off masculine energy because i think to be like a well-rounded individual you have to have a nice balance of both but i do not (laughs) i do not i do not exist well in my feminine energy and i do too much in my masculine energy right so that's the that's the issue here and yeah i don't know i've i've tried hooking up with people i don't even know if you can really fully call it that though because um one experience i kind of don't really even count and we're not going to get into that one but one experience of hooking up with this guy we had been friends for like a year we were in a friend group together we hung out all the time so it's i've never hooked up with a stranger ever i've never hooked up with somebody that i didn't know at all and maybe i would like that since you know you kind of leave and go your separate ways me having an epiphany maybe i should try that i don't know i'm just a little bit paranoid um i've heard horror stories of people i know and grew up with who have sex one time and it's a hookup with someone they don't know and they get fucking herpes for the rest of their life i'm just weird about stuff like that i can't i do worry and think about these things and also me having i came i came back to earth okay you can tell i'm coming back to earth right now i'm not on birth control and i will never be on birth control ever the fuck again there's nothing anybody could fucking say to get me to take that shit again i will never do that to myself that is like peak self-care i will always advocate for myself i will not go on fucking birth control ever again ever the fuck again absolutely not no so yeah i'm not hooking up with people it's a no for me we're staying celibate (laughs) but i do think that i have an issue there too and i think maybe because i don't want to like open myself up fully to somebody like that's why I don't really 
wish for a romantic relationship like I really don't like to use people when I'm dating I'm one of those people like I don't date several guys at once I can't first of all that's just a fucking headache it's just a fucking headache like I don't understand how people like having hoes because I can barely talk to the people I already have in my life I'm definitely I'm not one of those people that likes to text I'm not a texter you have to call me I'm like the worst Gen Zer ever because I fucking hate texting people if you don't call me, you might never hear from me. And I'm not going to text anybody all day long, ever. That's not me. It's not me, honey. No. Um, <laughs> I have to stop saying that. But anyways, um, I think that's like a thing. Like, all the little stuff you have to do to get in a relationship, I don't enjoy. Alright? That's the problem here. Like, I don't like going out on dates. Um, I hate going out to eat. Hate it. Hate it. And then just having to, like, open up again and, like, be vulnerable with somebody. I don't like to do that. <laughs> Like, that's not really my thing, you know? That's not really what I do. Other people open up to me. I don't do it back, okay? It's, this is a one-sided relationship. But you see, that's not healthy. It's not normal. It's not healthy. It's not okay. I have to stop doing that. Um, but yeah, I just... I can't even imagine myself being in a romantic relationship, honestly. Like, I don't... I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy it. And I also... I have a really big heart, and I love really hard. And so... Whenever I'm, like, talking to somebody or, like, in a relationship with somebody, I don't like how much power that gives them over me because I care about them a lot. I always do. And I never really feel that same care and energy back again. Is this partially my fault? Yes. Because, one, I'm picking these men. And so I'm allowing myself to be with a man who doesn't let me feel that way. But also, I don't fully give myself to anybody, right? So we'll take that accountability. It is kind of my fault. Um, but, yeah, just romantic relationships I don't even know what to say because like I don't even think about them that's not even a thought in my mind I don't even think like maybe I should date somebody bitch <laughs> in what world and what world are you going to be that vulnerable with somebody absolutely not you're not going to you're not going to but again that's why I really want to work on my friendships and work on the people that I've already had um in my life for a long period of time and that I trust and just try to open up. I don't know what it is. Like, what happened to me that traumatized me so much that, like, I don't even feel like I can talk to people. I don't know. But I need to get better at it. I, like, it's genuinely something that, like, it has to give. It has to change. And that's why I'm working so hard at it this year because I cannot keep living like this. Like, I've realized that it is not healthy. It's not a good thing for me. And it's also not a good thing for anybody that actually loves and cares for me. Um, and yeah, I do feel like, like most things, I think a lot of it does come from my childhood. I think I really grew up with parents who I didn't want to stress them out. Like I remember from a very early age, um, they were very vocal about their struggles and I never wanted to add to it. And also they're just not very nurturing and loving. And that's what I wanted. Like when I opened up to them, I wanted to feel loved and I wanted to feel nurtured and I never did. Um, if anything, it was quite the opposite. And so... I do think that has a big role in why I can't do that now. Like, I just can't go there with people now. And also, anytime I had, like, with the J group, like, tried to open up and, like, have a really deep, honest, and genuine conversation with them, it just, like, blew up in my face. And not to put it all on the J group, because I've had a ton of friends where it's been like that. Um, so, yeah, that's just something that I'm really trying to work through this year. I remember at the beginning of this year, I was trying to make my goals for the year because I do this every year and I make a vision board. Um, and I, I'm really fucking OD with it, okay? Like, I make quarterly goals, yearly goals, all that. I, like, break it down. 
it's real serious over here. It's very much Virgo energy. Um, but I was making my goals for the year and I wrote down to read a hundred books this year because I've always wanted to do that. And, um, I decided to take it off. And the reason why I decided to take it off is because I realized that I have this intimacy issue and that I really want to work on my relationships with people. That's my main goal this year. I want to get out more. I want to do more. I want to spend more time with people and really work on the relationships that I have with people. That's what's most important to me this year. And especially coming out of the pandemic and being in such isolation, I really, it's really important to me. It's something that I knew in my heart, like I really needed to work on this this year. And that's why I am so thankful for this podcast because it allows me to come here and be vulnerable and talk from my heart and anyone can listen to this. You know what I'm saying? Like technically I'm just talking to myself. So it feels a lot easier to be open and honest and vulnerable because there's nobody here like staring at me as I'm saying this, but anyone can listen to this. My friends can listen to this. My family can listen to this. Strangers on the internet can listen to this. And so it is a very vulnerable act for me. And that's why I'm really excited for it. And I'm really excited to see where it goes and where it takes me. I really needed this practice on just opening up my heart to other people. And the podcast feels like a very natural way of easing myself into it. So thank you so much for listening. If this is your first or your second podcast, if you subscribe and you continue to tune in, whatever it may be, just having you here for even a moment, it means so much to me because this is a really big problem I have in my life that I need to work on. The chickens are going fucking crazy in the background. I hope you can hear it because last episode I was talking about the loud construction and you couldn't even hear it in the audio, but they are going crazy back there. Um, so yeah, I'm just really grateful to have you guys here. I'm really grateful to have this platform and this podcast. I think it's going to be really good for me and I'm excited to see where it takes me. But that being said, that's all I have to say. I've blabbered enough for this week and I will see you guys next Monday. Can we get three weeks in a row? I think we can and I think we will. Mm -hmm.